Hello, and welcome to another episode of Straight Talk Recovery. I'm Adam Kostiv, and I'm joined with my co-host, Raymond Moore. Today's topic is going to be infidelity in relationships. As we know, this is a topic we see in social media, uh, mainstream media, too, in shows and stuff like this. We see all kinds of different aspects of infidelity, and so we wanted to touch uh, on this topic today. So... Uh, infidelity happens for many different reasons. Uh, we hear so often about uh, something that they're missing in their lives, that a client comes to us all the time and says, you know, it happened, you know, I wasn't communicating with my wife, I wasn't getting what I used to be, things had changed, and this other person was listening to me, this person was giving me attention. Uh, they were seeing me for who I was. Uh, so we hear things like this, but this is not the only thing that in therapy and when we work with people that uh, we do hear. Uh, the other part that is because we work in addiction, we also hear about what attracts people to do the revolving door of infidelity where it's they go and have a relation another outside relationship in a relationship they may even say that they love this person yet they can't stop uh from chasing these other relationships and when we delve down into it it again it's from the addictive behavior it's about what they get out of the actual process itself uh they actually receive uh whether it's the adrenaline spike whether it's those feelings of the chase uh that they describe so often that the excitement about it and then all of a sudden they'll be in that um relationship outside relationship and it lasts for a little while and it loses that excitement and all of a sudden it's moving on and so these are a couple of different uh aspects that we're going to look at talk about a great opening I absolutely love it. So we're again talking about a, I love how you brought up uh, initially, it's something you see all over social media, and it's something you hear very often from people. Um, it's kind of another one of those taboo things, right? We talked about porn addiction, I think it was the last one we did, or or um, our conversation on, on porn addiction, but uh, it's often very taboo to talk about infidelity in relationships for many different reasons. And uh, infidelity essentially is a disconnection between people in one way or another, right? So um, I think as we go on through this, we'll look kind of more in depth of, of what it actually means. But but essentially, it's a disconnection from the person that you're with. Um, I know Adam is going to definitely focus on kind of the thrill and the rush that some people seem to experience. And uh, it takes light in many different ways for for some people. Some people do do it for the rush, and then other people do it simply because they're feeling disconnected in a relationship and try to get their needs met in different ways without fully being open and direct to the people that they're with. So, I think today's topic is is a pretty challenging topic for some people to hear. I guarantee you there's people tuning into this, uh, whether they are currently in this situation, have been in this situation, but it certainly is a tough place to be in. Um, but hopefully we can provide some insight and some direction on how to handle it. Um, it, it often is a very difficult thing. I know with a lot of the population of people I worked with, uh, specifically in addictions, um, a lot of people do come forward and talk about 
times within the relationships that they have not been very committed to the person that they're with, whether that be due to substance use or simply due to issues that are happening in that relationship. And one of the hardships and and most challenging questions I think I get from a lot of people is, um, do I tell the person? Which I think is going to be an interesting (laughs) one. And I'll definitely let you chime in on that one. But I, I, I know that there is a large quantity of people I worked with where that's always kind of the biggest fear. So as they're now, you know, putting down the substance or not engaging in the behavior anymore, and they're trying to get honest, um, having to deal with the fact of being honest could potentially hurt somebody else. So do I say something or do I not? Um, how do I, how do I communicate specifically what we're saying here? How do I try to fix things if I know for certain this may actually fully break things. Mm-hmm. So um, there's no right or wrong answer for this. I know I always feel, I don't want to say stumped, but it is a very, uh, for me personally, it's always the honesty is the best. And wherever it rolls from there, it rolls from from there. But getting honest with yourself and getting honest with the person is probably the best thing you can do if you've been um, not faithful within a relationship. Exactly. And it's about uh, in a relationship. So often when we deal with uh, couples uh, therapy, uh, we talk about open and honest communication and it has to start somewhere. Um, But one of the hurdles that sometimes happens is that a person tries to jump the gun and they talk about uh, wanting to be open and honest with the relationship, but they haven't been honest and open with themselves first about what their problem is. Again, it's difficult. So all of a sudden you have you have someone who is actively engaging in infidelity or, you know, in the th- in the ch- the person specifically who's chasing the thrill part. Right. And we'll talk about that one first. Well, they're still doing it and they want and they want to be honest and open. Mm-hmm. Well, now we're talking, you know, you're going up and opening up about something that's active. Right which can, uh, again, you talk about being hurtful for the other person, even more so, you know, saying that, you know, this is actively going on, right, which uh, is very different uh, than saying, you know what, this has happened in the past, I'm trying to deal with it, I'm working, I'm getting help, I'm already here. There may still be consequences to the truth. There's always consequences, whether that person's ready or not. We as a person can't dictate what another person feels or is going to react. And it has a lot to do with their core beliefs. Me and Ray have had this conversation before is, you know, what what's that line in the sand that ourselves we won't cross? Or if someone else crosses that, you know, that's that unforgivable for us. Right. Yeah. We don't know what it is for that other purpose person. And so that there could be consequences. And and th- this brings up an interesting thing, and I know I was talking to you about this before. I Every now and then, I like to throw out some hot topics uh, <laughs> in our workplace just to kind of gauge where we are. I mean, a lot of times mm-hmm. our responses are going to be ultimately what's best for the client. But, you know, we do have our own personal opinions. And you talked mm-hmm. about the line in the sand. I mean, for me, it's a mountain, right? For me, I struggle with the idea that if you know, unfaithfulness were to happen in a personal relationship with me, it is a mountain I would be able to climb over. Um, and I really don't see that as being an option for me. Mm-hmm. Well, one, one of the things that, you know, comes up and, and you talked about the idea of the thrill, it always brings me back to the, well, why are they in the relationship in the first place? Like, I mean, essentially, if the thrill is to go out and, and you know, 
keep reconnecting in the relationships, get that thrill, get that nice little dopamine rush from the beginning, new, fresh, exciting, you know, whatever it is that may be driving that thrill. What is the point or purpose of being in the relationship in the first place? And I, I know one of the things that I've kind of uh, noticed, it, it's all about something. There's something that's still there. And I, I personally, and I definitely want your two cents on this one, um, it's always about safety. There's some element of safety yeah. that lies within that relationship. Despite the fact I'm being unfaithful in that relationship, there is still something. And I know with a lot of the population I deal with, it, it usually boils down to financial security, mm-hmm. that there's something that is there. that, uh, And it could be kids as well. Let's not forget kids, the mm-hmm. kind of moral um idea that you know i'd be leaving my kids or so on and so on um but what ultimately adam keeps people in that situation in knowing because essentially that's being single right like that's playing the field or whatever the expression is these days Mm -hmm. so why why do people hold on to something that clearly is causing guilt and shame for the person actively Mm -hmm. engaging while also hurting the other person that's involved in the relationship as well Right. And, and that's a good point. And the, that's a v- very important question is when we speak with clients, we, we encourage them to look deep inside to figure out what that reason is. Uh, for some of them, it's fear, the fear of ending a relationship. It's one thing for them to end a relationship uh, outside that they don't put much stock into that. It's, you know, not that. But like you said, that key word safety, right? That's their safe place it's what they know right and the unknown is the part that for some is terrifying for some the financial unknown what's going to happen the start over part uh the kids uh but fear plays such a big part and yet they're still driven Mm -hmm. to the outside and they're able to put a put aside that fear for a moment but they still have fear or sorry, shame, guilt at times that comes over them. And then it's a distraction, right? So instead of working on the relation, the, the relationship, because we hear it all the time, uh, you know, I'm doing this and all this, uh, but I love my uh, partner. I love mm-hmm. my family. And it's about going and looking. So, well, what does your family represent? What do you get from them? If you're spending so much time and effort and energy somewhere else, what mm-hmm. are you giving back? And then you see the disconnect. Well, they're actually not connected with the family in a lot of the cases. They're not spending time there. And again, like you said, it's almost like dating. It's almost like being a single person, but having that you know fallback, right? It's a safety net. You know, and yeah, and and I think we're, I think we're crossing in the line of sex addiction as well, mm-hmm. too, right? Yep. Like the entire time you're saying that, I mean, the addiction counselor in me is going to you know very mm-hmm. um, normal behavior for, mm-hmm. for for a sex addict right mm-hmm. um i, I want to flip the script a little bit for just a second because there are clearly those that um are unfaithful in those relationships or create or sorry um uh there's infidelity in those relationships um i often see though too and and you hit on it a few times is within that relationship the the communication breaks down there be yeah. and i think i opened up with talk about that disconnection within mm-hmm their relationship. And a lot of times, um, and maybe touch on this a little bit, but a lot of times couples start to drift further and further apart. So we've talked in other, I think in our first relationships podcast, we, we spoke about kind of how people connect in the first place, but 
you know, with this often comes with some sort of disconnection, right? Mm -hmm. So what is it that people can do? Because perhaps there's even people that are thinking of being unfaithful in their relationship, or maybe in a position where perhaps they haven't engaged in an act, Mm -hmm. but perhaps there's something inside of them that's actually pushing them away. What, what is something we can suggest to our listeners that will actually help them um, kind of bring that connection back before it gets too far pulled apart. Right. And, and yeah. And this is the uh, other side that we talked, I uh, mentioned in the very beginning is this is the part where, and I like how you said that, because this is the, what we hear all the time. We drifted apart. What they're actually saying is we've stopped communicating. Right. Right. You know what we can say to others who are struggling and all this is, you know, with honest communication is about being intentional, right? Is life gets busy when we delve into these uh, relationships and start talking, well, you know, uh, I'm running with the kids to hockey practice and doing this and doing that. They're doing this. Well, there's a disconnection in, in time and energy that they're actually focusing on the relationship itself. And that's usually one of the largest components when it comes to this drifting apart. What I can say to uh, couples that I work with is you have to become intentional. You actually have to plan. You know, one those people who are struggling, start making plans to spend time together. Make intentional uh, effort to have conversations. Set time aside for yourselves as a couple. Right. We hear it all the time is, oh, we haven't been on a date in years since the kids were born or, (laughs) you know, or, uh, you know, life is so busy between work and this. I come home. I'm exhausted. Well, absolutely. I can relate to that. Um, We, you know, life is busy at times. But if we do not prioritize the relationship as we prioritize other things in our lives, all we're doing is letting it go to the side. And so we all play a part in this, you know, drifting apart that we keep easily going back and calling it that, right? It's, you know, we're, we're just not putting as much effort in as we did because as a relationship originally starts, you know, you have to think back on what it was when it first started. We were, you know, thinking about our partner all the time. We couldn't wait to see our partner, to talk to them, to let them know what was going on with us. Right. And then all of a sudden the conversations becomes cursory on the outside. Oh, you know, honey, did you get the milk or, you know, oh, you need to take Johnny to the uh, appointment or what? <laughs> well, but it's not about each other. Right. We hear the cursory. How was your day? OK. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's no depth. We need to get to the depth again. We need to be open and honest. And one thing that I find and. I'm guilty of this myself in relationships uh, with my uh, with my own wife at times is I forget to tell her what I need. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a difference. And we have to always remember going back between want and need. There's stuff we need and there's stuff we want. Right. Mm-hmm. What we need to get to is where the, they combine the, the, the same, where they overlap. And there are things that we want and need at the same time. But there's also, you know, we want we may, you know, want a car. We need sorry. We may need the, uh, a car but we want the Ferrari. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing in a relationship, the same thing, right? We may want a, you know, a, uh, exciting s- sex life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what we need is a connection, which can include, 
a physical uh, the physical relationship part too. You you know I speak to a lot of uh, uh, females or even males uh, who may be the ones who uh, may see themselves as the more emotional in the uh, relationship, mm-hmm. and they say you know the their love life is best when they're feeling it emotionally when they feel connected when uh it's not just the act there's more to it where they feel vulnerable where they feel like they've had those conversations and it's stemmed from there yeah and and you know i i want to go back on something you said about going back to the beginning i mean the discon- the connection happens with it exactly with what you said that open communication the very clear assertive this is who i am this is what i need this is what i want but i think the problem is for many people in relationships we get it backwards we believe the longer that we know somebody the more we know them right <laughs> which is absolutely incorrect right mm-hmm. at the beginning when we didn't know them we're actually getting to know them better because we're listening we're receptive we're honest we're direct as time goes on, we fall away. And I love your example of how you're doing good, right? Like, And that's where it gets to, because the idea in our head is that we kind of already know, and it's the same thing every day, and so on and so on. But I, when you were talking about, um, when you were talking, I was thinking that, you know, it's interesting that we're not specifically just focusing on sex, or focusing on sex here, right? Is a lot of people think of infidelity as simply being, I'm going to physically cheat with somebody, but you're hitting on the emotional piece as well. And I I think if we did this podcast, say 25 years ago, we'd probably be more specifically focusing on the, on the sexual aspect, the physical, Mm -hmm. physical needs not being met. But these days you see a lot of that. It's not just about the physical act anymore. It's about the emotional absence or that emotional connection absence within a relationship and this is why you're seeing people on on chat lines or on video chats and and all of this stuff now where they're trying to get those particular needs met in in different ways and i think the key to really looking at um reconnecting is is again and i find like we say this a lot is going back to the basics of of the relationship and actually opening up if it's a physical uh, physical need that you're missing in your relationship talk about it. Don't avoid it. Don't be like, well, you know, uh, you know, we're married now. We don't, we, you know, it's just, you know, I'm married. And like all those things we say to soothe ourselves, specifically talk to the person and say, you know, I feel like I'm lacking intimacy in this relationship or be direct to what you're saying. Otherwise it's going to manifest in behavior that could potentially hurt you. Right. Mm -hmm. Or hurt the other person. And even emotionally speaking, if you're not feeling loved or you're not feeling this again, avoid the whole you don't love me the way you used to or, you know, you are no longer avoid all of that and simply say what it is that you're missing. Mm -hmm. I feel like the romance in our relationship has not been prioritized to your point earlier, where we're prioritizing things ahead of ourselves and we need to kind of come back to to us and spend some time loving each other so that everything else that we often prioritize ahead of that becomes um, that much easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That makes perfect sense. And I want, again, you said something really important that I need to go back to is the, the part about, you know, the difference between 25 years ago and now, how we would have spoken about it. And you're right. We would have spoken strictly from the Majority of the couples I've worked with and I've spoken to on both sides uh, will will say uh, that, you know, being on a chat line, being talking, having communications with another person that is 
intimate emotionally is cheating, mm-hmm. right? And that, you know, where the other person will argue, well, I never slept with a person. I never did anything with that person. But to the other person, from their perspective, they have cheated, right? Mm-hmm. The trust. And it boils down to that trust uh, in the relationship that it's been broken. And that and that's the part that uh, is difficult to heal at times afterwards. Not everyone is able to uh, forgive. And we see that, right? When we talk about the line in the sand for some, it's more difficult than others. Uh, we also, I think, need to talk about that other piece uh, where in some cases, why do people stay together when something happens or whatever? There's that codependency piece. It's the, yeah. the fear that, you know, people will have. I, I've spoken to people, you know, why do you stay with this person uh, if they continually do this to you and all that? And, you know, a lot of times it goes down to the self-esteem, the fear, you know, can I get another relationship? Uh, this is all I know. And it keeps them in that. Can it be healed? If both people are willing and able to do the work and change the way they've been communicating, well, there's always a possibility. There are, there's always hope, but it takes two. A relationship is not a singular uh, person. It's two people who come together uh, and form that relationship. And I, I think, you know, if I'm a listener to this particular topic and I'm scrolling through Spotify or I'm looking at the topics where it's and this one really reaches out to me and I have some thoughts and questions and kind of going back to what I said earlier, do I tell them? Do I not? I think again, like you said, with the work of two people, potentially there's healing there. Mm-hmm. It may be instinctual to not say anything, to just mm-hmm. be a better person and not, but you run the risk of sitting with that guilt and shame mm-hmm. that will project into that relationship. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it the work is there if you, if you choose to do it. But at the end of the day, more from the perspective of if you feel like you're kind of being pushed out of your relationship, I'd highly suggest that you 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 take note of this particular podcast and start reconnecting and talking about what's happening. Because a lot of times it's that simple. Mm-hmm. It's that simple. And, and I know with, with a lot of time with people cheating, it just happened. Like that is like the it just happened. I don't know what happened. We were there and it happened. Well, no, it didn't just happen. The reality was, is there was a series of events that happened prior to that, that all involved your emotions that allowed you to, to look for something that was going to meet that Mm -hmm. need. And although it was a mistake, and although you may regret it, ultimately, at the end of the day, we have to come back to that initial absence in your life that's pulling you away from the other person. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. And, and when we hear that, you know, that it just happened, right? Again, it's that's the part about not taking ownership and not taking responsibility for your part in this, right? And it's, uh, I, you know, I hear all the blame game a lot of times. Well, I didn't get this. I didn't do this. Well, what was your part of it? A relationship, like we said, is two people. Both people are part of a relationship. It means both people have something um, that has happened. Some, you know, they've done a portion of it. Uh, there's something there. Asking the one thing I ask people that you know when they come to me and and I, I love going throwing questions back at people when they ask me a question in therapy. Uh, so they'll say, you know, should I tell my uh, you know partner or whatever that this happened? And I, I'll put it back. Okay, so you need to ask yourself. Is it going to hurt them more now? Or if, you know, yeah, you behave yourself and you've stopped at this, but yet 
five years, 10 years down the ra- down the road, it comes out. Which one's going to be more uh, harmful to the relationship then? Right? I can't answer that question for them. Only they can answer that for themselves. Which is very frustrating for them. <laughs> right? It is. Because you want to know that really in any area that we're talking about, we're always talking about getting honest, being open and direct. And that's the mm-hmm. one area where you really take a risk at, at hurting someone else. So it's a great question. Do I actually say something or do I not? But my question always for a lot of people falls back to how, mm-hmm. how, how do you think that's going to make you feel in knowing that? In, in knowing that you have been unfaithful or things have happened, how do you think you're going to feel inside? Regardless of whether it hurts the other person, yep. is it going to hurt you moving forward with your ability to connect with that person? Mm-hmm. So it's one of those things where if you tuned in to a, for a very simple answer, you're not going to get it, no. right? But those are some suggestions to, 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 to really look at. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, and that's what we can end this uh, episode on is the fact that there's a lot of internal questions that you need to uh, answer for yourselves and dig deep. So that's what we recommend it. So on behalf of Adam and Ray here, I just want to say thank you for listening and watching us on uh, our first video session of Straight Talk Recovery. We look fabulous, by the way. We look fabulous. (laughs) Absolutely. And we remind you one last time, keep talking. Bye, everybody. 